1 Samuel chapter 14. That same day, Saul's son, Jonathan, said to the attendant who carried his weapons, Come on, let's cross over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. However, he did not tell his father. Saul was staying under the pomegranate tree in Migron on the outskirts of Gibeah. The troops with him numbered about 600. Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod, was also there. He was the son of Ahitub, the brother of Ichabod, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the Lord's priest at Shiloh. But the troops did not know that Jonathan had left. There were sharp columns of rock on both sides of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine garrison. One was named Bozes and the other Senek. One stood to the north in front of Michmash and the other to the south in front of Geba. Jonathan said to the attendant who carried his weapons, Come on, let's cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will help us. Nothing can keep the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. His armor bearer responded, Do what is in your heart. You choose. I'm right here with you, whatever you decide. All right, Jonathan replied. We'll cross over to the men and then let them see us. If they say, wait until we reach you, then we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come on up, then we'll go up because the Lord has handed them over to us. That will be our sign. They let themselves be seen by the Philistine garrison. And the Philistine said, Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they've been hiding. The men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer, Come on up and we'll teach you a lesson. They said, Follow me. Jonathan told his armor bearer, For the Lord has handed them over to Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer behind him. Jonathan cut them down and his armor bearer followed and finished them off. In the first assault, Jonathan and his armor-bearer struck down about 20 men in a half-acre field. Terror spread throughout the Philistine camp and the open fields to all the troops. 
even the garrison and the raiding parties were terrified. The earth shook. The terror spread from God. When Saul's watchman in Gibeah of Benjamin looked, they saw the panicking troops scattering in every direction. So Saul said to the troops with him, Call the roll and determine who has left us. They called the roll and saw that Jonathan and his armor-bearer were gone. Saul told Ahijah, Bring the ark of God. For it was with the Israelites at that time when Saul spoke to the priest. The panic in the Philistine camp increased in intensity. So Saul said to the priest, Stop what you're doing. Saul and all the troops with him assembled and marched to the battle. And, the, and there the Philistines were, fighting each other in great confusion. There were Hebrews from the area who had gone earlier into the camp to join the Philistines. But even they joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the Israelite men who had been hiding in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they also joined Saul and Jonathan in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day. The battle extended beyond Beth-Avon, and the men of Israel were worn out that day, for Saul had placed the troops under an oath, the man who eats food before evening, before I have taken vengeance on my enemies, is cursed. So none of the troops tasted any food. Everyone went into the forest, and there was honey on the ground. When the troops entered the forest, they saw the flow of honey, but none of them ate any of it, because they feared the oath. However, Jonathan had not heard his father make the troops swear the oath. He reached out with the end of the staff he was carrying and dipped it into the honeycomb. When he ate the honey, he had renewed energy. Then one of the troops said, Your father made the troops solemnly swear. The man who eats Food today is cursed, and the troops were exhausted. Jonathan replied, My father has brought trouble to the land. Just look at how I have renewed energy, because I tasted a little of this honey. How much better if the troops had eaten freely today from the plunder they took from their enemies then. The slaughter of the Philistines would have been much greater. 
the Israelites struck down the Philistines that day from Michmash all the way to Ajilan. Since the Israelites were completely exhausted, they rushed to the plunder, took sheep, goats, cattle, and calves, slaughtered them on the ground, and ate meat with the blood still in it. Some reported to Saul, Look, the troops are sinning against the Lord by eating meat with the blood still in it. Saul said, You have been unfaithful. Roll a large stone over here at once. He then said, Go among the troops and say to them, Let each man bring me his ox or his sheep. Do the slaughtering here, and then you can eat. Don't sin against the Lord by eating meat with the blood in it. So every one of the troops brought his ox that night and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first time he had built an altar to the Lord. Saul said, Let's go down after the Philistines tonight and plunder them until morning. Don't let even one remain. Do whatever you want, the troops replied. But the priest said, Let's approach God here. So, so Saul inquired of God, Should I go after the Philistines? Will you hand them over to Israel? But God did not answer him that day. Saul said, All you leaders of the troops, come here. Let us investigate how this sin has occurred today. As surely as the Lord lives, who saves Israel, even if it is because of my son, Jonathan, he must die. Not one of his troops answered him. So he said to all Israel, You will be on one side, and I and my son Jonathan will be on the other side. And the troops replied, Do whatever you want. So Saul said to the Lord, God of Israel, why have you not answered your servant today? If the unrighteousness is in me or in my son Jonathan, Lord God of Israel, give you room. But if the fault is in your people, Israel, give Thummim. Jonathan and Saul were selected and the troops were cleared of the charge. Then Saul said, cast the lot between me and my son, Jonathan. And Jonathan was selected. Saul commanded him, tell me what you did. Jonathan told him, I tasted a little honey with the end of the staff I was carrying. I tasted a little honey with the end of the staff I was carrying. I am ready to die. Saul declared to him, May God punish me and do so severely if you do not die. 
Jonathan. But the people said to Saul, Must Jonathan die, who accomplished such a great deliverance for Israel? No, as the Lord lives, not a hair of his head will fall to the ground, for he worked with God's help today. So the people redeemed Jonathan, and he did not die. Then Saul gave up the pursuit of the Philistines, and the Philistines returned to their own territory. When Saul assumed the kingship over Israel, he fought against all his enemies in every direction against Moab, the Ammonites, Edom, the kings of Zobah, and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he caused havoc. He fought bravely, defeated the Amalekites, and rescued Israel from those who plundered them. Saul's sons were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua. The names of his two daughters were Merab, his firstborn, and Michal, the younger. The name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, daughter of Ahimaaz. The name of the commander of his army was Abner, son of Saul's uncle Ner. Saul's father was Kish. Abner's father was Ner, son of Abiel. The conflict with the Philistines was fierce all the days of Saul. So whenever Saul noticed any strong or valiant man, he enlisted him. Romans chapter 12. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function. In the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy Use it according to the standard of one's faith, if service, in service, if teaching, in 
teaching, if exhorting in exhortation, giving with generosity, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. Love, love, love must be, love must be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good, show family affection to one another with brotherly love, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lack diligence, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer, share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, be in agreement with one another, do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Try to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone, friends. Do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for his wrath. For it is written, Vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Jeremiah chapter 51. This is what the Lord says. I am about to stir up a destructive wind against Babylon and against the population of Lebquamai. I will send strangers to Babylon who will scatter her and strip her land bare, for they will come against her from every side in the day of disaster. Don't let the archer string his bow. Don't let him put on his armor. Don't spare her, young men. Completely destroy her entire family. Those who are slain will fall in the land of the Chaldeans. Those who were pierced through in her streets. For Israel and Judah are not left widowed by their God, the Lord of hosts, through their land is full, though their land is full of guilt, 
for Israel and Judah are not left widowed by their God, the Lord of hosts, though their land is full of guilt against the Holy One of Israel. Leave, leave Babylon. Save your lives, each of you. Don't perish because of her guilt. For this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will pay her what she deserves. Babylon was a gold cup in the Lord's hand, making the whole earth drunk. The nations drank her wine. Therefore, the nations go mad. Suddenly, Babylon fell and was shattered. Wail for her. Get balm for her wound. Perhaps she can be healed. We tried to heal Babylon, but she could not be healed. Abandon her. Let each of us go to, let each of us go to his own land, for her judgment extends to the sky and reaches as far as the clouds. The Lord has brought about our vindication. Come, let's tell in Zion what the Lord our God has accomplished. Sharpen the arrows, fill the quivers. The Lord has put it into the mind of the king of the Medes because of his plan aimed at Babylon to destroy her. For it is the Lord's vengeance, vengeance for his temple. Raise up a signal flag against the walls of Babylon. Fortify the watch post. Set the watchman in place. Prepare the ambush. For the Lord has both planned and accomplished what he has threatened against those who live in Babylon. You will reside by many waters, rich in treasures. Your end has come. Your life thread is cut. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, I will fill you up with men as with locusts, and they will sing the victory song over you. He made the earth by his power, established the world by his wisdom, and spread out the heavens by his understanding. When he thunders, the waters and the heavens are in turmoil, and he causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from his storehouses. Everyone is stupid and arrogant. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his carved image, for his cast images are a lie. There is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work to be mocked. At the time of their punishment, they will be destroyed. Jacob's portion 
is not like these because he is the one who formed all things. Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. Yahweh of hosts is his name. You are my battle club, my weapons of war. With you, I will smash nations. With you, I will bring kingdoms to ruin. With you, I will smash the horse and its rider. With you, I will smash the chariot and its rider. With you, I will smash man and woman. With you, I will smash the old man and the youth. With you, I will smash the young man and the young woman. With you, I will smash the shepherd and his flock. With you, I will smash the farmer and his ox team. With you, I will smash governors and officials. I will repay Babylon and all the residents of Chaldea for all their evil they have done in Zion before your very eyes. This is the Lord's declaration. Look, I am against you, devastating mountain. This is the Lord's declaration. You devastate the whole earth. I will stretch out my hand against you roll you down from the cliffs and turn you into a charred mountain. No one will be able to retrieve a cornerstone or a foundation stone from you because, you're, you, because you will become desolate forever. This is the Lord's declaration. Raise a signal flag in the land blow a ram's horn among the nations set apart the nations against her summon kingdoms against her ararat mani and ashkenaz appoint a marshal against her smile appoint appoint a marshal a point, appoint a marshal against her. Bring up horses like a swarm of locusts. Set apart the nations for battle against her. The kings of Media, her governors and all her officials and all the lands they rule. The earthquakes and trembles because the Lord's intentions against Babylon stand to make the land of Babylon an uninhabited desolation. Babylon's warriors have stopped fighting. They sit in their strongholds. Their might is exhausted. 
They have become like women. Babylon's homes have been set ablaze. Her gate bars are shattered. Messenger races to meet messenger and herald to meet herald to announce to the king of Babylon that his city has been captured from end to end. The fords have been seized, the marshes set on fire, and the soldiers are terrified. For this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Daughter Babylon is like a threshing floor at the time it is trampled. In just a little while, her harvest time will come. Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has set me aside like an empty dish. He has swallowed me like a sea monster. He filled his belly with my delicacies. He has vomited me out, says the inhabitant of Zion. Let the violence done to me and my family be done to Babylon. Let my blood be on the inhabitants of Chaldea, says Jerusalem. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am, I am, I am, I am about to plead your case and take vengeance on your behalf. I will dry up her sea and make her fountain run dry. Babylon will become a heap of rubble, a jackal's den, a desolation, and an object of scorn without inhabitant. They will roar like young lions. They will growl like lion cubs while they are flushed with heat. I will serve them a feast and I will make them drunk so that they revel, then they will fall asleep forever and never wake up. This is the Lord's declaration. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams together with male goats. How Sheshach has been captured. The praise of the whole earth seized. What a horror Babylon has become among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered with its turbulent waves. Her cities have become a desolation a dry and arid land, a land where no one lives, where no human being passes through. I will punish Bel in Babylon. I will make him vomit what he swallowed. 
the nations will no longer stream to him. Even, even Babylon's wall will fall. Come out from among her, my people. Save your lives, each of you, from the Lord's burning anger. May you not become cowardly and fearful. When the report is proclaimed in the land, for the report will come one year and then another the next year. There will be violence in the land with ruler against ruler. Therefore, look, the days are coming when I will punish Babylon's carved images. Her entire land will suffer shame and all her slain will lie fallen within her. Heaven and earth and everything in them will shout for joy over Babylon because the destroyers from the north will come against her. This is the Lord's declaration. Babylon must fall because of the slain of Israel, even as the slain of all the earth fell because of Babylon. You who have escaped the sword, go and do not stand still. Remember the Lord from far away and let Jerusalem come to your mind. We are ashamed because we have heard insults. Humiliation covers our faces because foreigners have entered the holy places of the Lord's temple. Therefore, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will punish her carved images and the wounded will groan throughout her land, even if Babylon should ascend to the heavens and fortify her tall fortresses, destroyers will come against her from me. This is the Lord's declaration, the sound of a cry from Babylon, the sound of great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans, for the Lord is going to devastate Babylon. He will silence her mighty voice. Their waves roar like abundant waters. The tumult of their voice resounds. For a destroyer is coming against her, against Babylon. Her warriors will be captured, their bows shattered. For the Lord is a God of retribution. He will certainly repay. I will make her princes and sages drunk, along with her governors, officials, and warriors. Then they will fall asleep forever and never wake up. This is the king's declaration, Yahweh of hosts is his name. This is what Yahweh of hosts says. Babylon's thick walls 
will be totally demolished and her high gates consumed by fire. The peoples will have labored for nothing. The nations will exalt themselves only to feed the fire. This is what Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, son of Neriah, son of Maseiah, the quartermaster, when he went to Babylon with King Zedekiah of Judah in the fourth year of Zedekiah's reign. Jeremiah wrote on one scroll about all the disaster that would come to Babylon. All these words were written against Babylon. Jeremiah told Sariah, When you go to Babylon, see that you read all these words aloud. You must say, Lord, you have threatened to cut off this place so that no one will live in it, man or beast. Indeed, it will remain desolate forever. When you have finished reading this scroll, tie a stone to it and throw it in the middle of the Euphrates River. Then say, in the same way, Babylon will sink and never rise again because of the disaster I am bringing on her. They will grow weary. The words of Jeremiah end here. The words of Jeremiah end here. Psalm 30. I will exalt you, Lord, because you have lifted me up and have not allowed my enemies to triumph over me. Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. I cried to you for help and you healed me. I cried to you for help and you healed me. Lord, you brought me up from Sheol. You spared me from those going down to the pit. Sing to Yahweh, you, his faithful ones, and praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. His anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. Weeping may spend the night, but joy is in the morning. Weeping may spend the night, but there is joy in the morning when I secure. When I was secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you showed your favor, you made me stand like a strong mountain. When you hid your face, I was terrified. Lord, I called to you. I sought favor from my Lord. What gain is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? 
will it proclaim your truth. Lord, listen and be gracious to me. Lord, be my helper. You turned my lament into dancing. You removed my sackcloth. You clothed me with gladness so that I can sing to you and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever.